My name is Roseanne BC, and I'm a certified health coach uh, with the company called Optavia. I'm a coach because I love helping people transform their health and their lives. There's a couple different plans. Um, it's safe for a lot of different people and a lot of different ages um, and places in their lives. I have so many clients that have had such great success and there's a portion of the program that is you get your health coach, you get the products, but you also get a community of people who are there. So we do Zooms every Monday night um, nationwide and if people want to get more involved with other people on the same journey as them, then they can join in and have that kind of support. The website you can reach me at is sacredrosehealthandwellness.com and um, you can email me from there or you can book um, a virtual coaching session there where we can get your health assessment started and get you moving in the right direction. again as he launches at the south spending tons of money as his people live hand to mouth is he testing the waters of biden's weakness i think so as he shows his incompetence and meekness the world looked to biden to be fair kind and strong when they see what putin is doing they know that they were wrong integrity and faith in our elections are mm, so so but who started the doubting Republicans? No. The Dems started it now. <laughs> the Dems started it now. They called it a lie. They weakened the idea of integrity. Now they want to cry. To a whole new level, Trump surely did take it. To a level of stupidity. And a lot of bullshit. Let's move on. <laughs> You like that? Let's I did, yeah. Let's move on to Tuesday night. What a battle. What a fight. The drama, the suspense. The day is almost here. When we the people can give politicians something to fear. I believe voting is a responsibility, not just a right. Because the power is with the people, and the people have the might. We are the ultimate level of balances and checks to make sure the ones we voted in, our value surely reflects. When Wednesday comes, we are going to see how they will really govern, how they will, how they will really be. Will re-election start from day number one, or will they serve the people as they promised now that they've won? Welcome to Divided We Stand. I am Jimmy B, and that beautiful man over there, which I say with a staunch hetero heart, <laughs> is Joe McGuire. So yeah, Joe, North Korea launching missiles again, landing very close offshore to South Korea, one of them. Uh, that might have been a mistake. That might have been a, yeah, let's see what you're going to do. <laughs> little test the waters there, but I don't like it in the slightest. Uh, yeah, I think when Kim Jong-un feels like no one's watching him, he tries to get people's attention and uh, missiles, that'll do it. <laughs> 
that, right? I mean, Japan is even speaking out against that one right now. Like, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, hey, a little too close, guys. Yeah, a little too close. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, that, that's scary. Again, just it, it, the way things are in the world right now, the last thing you need is uh, North Korea just volleying missiles about, you know, right. no good. Right? I mean, this is just ridiculous. You know, uh, uh, a funny little anecdote real quick. I uh, I had a dream once, right, that I took one of those 23andMe DNA test thingies, whatever, and it came back that I was Kim Jong-un's illegitimate son, right? I mean, I am from – I was born in Korea, right, yeah. South Korea which isn't that far from North Korea, right? Uh, so I went back and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go visit my, you know, my family. And I went over there and they accepted me in and I ended up killing him. Oh, right. And I took his place. <laughs> I, I took his place. Took There's a happy place. ending though, Joe. There is. Yeah. And I united the Koreas and I was ever forever known as the man who united the Koreas. Jimmy the Uniter. That's it. That was that was my uh, that was my dream. It was, but uh, so, Joe, I you know it's I I don't think it's a coincidence that you got Russia. We knew for how uh, for a, a, a long time because they were amassing troops at the Russia was amassing troops at the border. All intelligence pointed that they were going to go in. We didn't do anything, Len. We, we, we said if you went, right, and I think Joe Biden's was anything over a small incursion, which, you know, allowed them to go in. Biden just gave them permission to go in with no penalties from Joe Biden in the United States right there with that statement. Nothing was done, really. I mean, we're giving them billions and billions and billions of dollars and weapons, and that's great, right? And I support all of that. But they could have used a lot more help. They, yeah, they, you know, who knows where this war would have been, or where would it, where would it be right now, if we gave them the air support, if we gave them the planes to fly, if you know, if we gave them the missiles, instituted that we, a no-fly zone. Mm. You know, where would the no. war be today? But we didn't. We we're still not. So you know, you got China building up the greatest freaking navy army conducting all sorts of missile drills by Taiwan and all that trash. You got Iran. Hold on. Let me get back to Iran. We'll go to Iran last. Now you got North Korea testing missiles in South in the South China Sea. Very, very close to North Korea. Way too close for comfort. And now you got Iran threatening to bomb oil fields in Saudi Arabia. That is a lot of bad people out there trying to get away with a lot of bad stuff. And I don't think it's a coincidence. I don't. When a Republican's in office, you don't have these kind of crises. You just don't. I think people are more afraid yeah. on the international scale that Republicans are going to be like, oh, no, no, they're going to do some shit. So it begs the question then, doesn't it, of why would these states be provoking now at an election when they know full well that there could very well be a Republican House and Senate, and those are the people that declare war. So I think you're playing with fire here if you're North Korea and Iran and Russia. Well, I think they should have definitely waited till at least next month. 
well, at least another for nothing, 10 days. But, you know, the, the Russians, the Russians are, are, are right now, what Russia did was they drafted 330,000 people up to age 65. They're getting three days of training three before days, right? they hit yeah, the battlefield. And mostly they're just getting shot dead by these outstanding U- Ukrainian soldiers. And, and so Putin is basically using these people as, I don't know, target practice. Just to keep the Ukrainians far. occupied, he's waiting for February before he launches a full-on assault. That's crazy. He, he attrition by numbers, man. That's all he's doing right now. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's it's absolutely uh, a humanitarian crisis, right? He has no regard for any of his people whatsoever, and this is now evident. And his his people should be realizing this. I mean, you do have the propaganda machine over there. You're not for nothing. I understand. You, you, yeah, you you also have Americans that are like, is he going to let Brittany Grinder go? Uh, no. <laughs> what? He is, is sacrificing three hundred thousand of his own people it, because you he think wants. He's to. worried about Brittany Grinder at this Brittany point. Grinder. He's not That's funny. He's that not. Is. Yeah. So, uh, Joe, what are we going to do? Right. Let's just say. Let's just say, for argument's sake, that Iran does launch, hits an oil field in the Saudi Arabia. The ripple effects from that are going to be, what's the word I'm looking for here? Massive? Devastating. Yeah. Devastating? That's a great one. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a good one. Think about where gas is now. Think about where it's heading. Right. I mean, OPEC has uh, decreased production and I don't I'll tell you, honestly, I don't I don't think they're trying to do it to benefit Russia. I think that just happens to be kind of collateral damage in what, uh, you know, MBS, the the crown prince of, of Saudi Arabia is trying to do to, to Joe Biden. And it's interesting. I mean, not for nothing, you know, cutting cutting the the, the production is going to obviously increase the price. And he knew he knew full well what he was doing. Of course. Again, my thought is, is do you really want Republicans? <laughs> is that who you want to go up against? I wouldn't recommend it at all. But I mean, if I was their advisors, yeah, no, no, no. Keep Biden in as long as possible. Right? You yeah. Know, this try is to get Hillary well. in there. <laughs> you know, she ain't going to do anything. <laughs> look at the Yemen. You know, look at happening in Yemen. But uh, 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 not only gas prices. But there's, you know, there's already predictions of shortages going to might happen. If that happens, 500 million barrels. I think you and I discussed a little earlier. 500 million barrels a day. Yeah, we're in trouble. No, it was it was only a half a million. That's what it was. It was 500 500,000 barrels a day, is what we import from them. Take that 500. Take that half a million barrels away. You're going to have shortages. We're definitely going to have shortages. Yeah. You know, by the way, I want to talk about a couple of things real quick. The idea that we've cut oil production is so untrue. You and I were looking at this earlier. We're pumping as much oil as ever before. Uh, we're taking in the same amount of barrels from Saudi Arabia uh, than we maybe even a little less than we did under Trump. So some of the things that you hear about oil is complete nonsense. And 
just like Donald Trump wasn't responsible for gas at 220, Joe Biden is not the reason why gas is 396 nationally and $5 in, in Hawaii and California, right? It's on his watch is, is the bottom line. And, and that's why they're, the Democrats are going to have to pay for that. But again, it's, it's, he's not making that happen. It's not any of his policies that have caused this. If you, I don't know if you know this or not, but you know, we're at 8.3% inflation. It's double digits in the UK. It's in the twenties in Hungary and Turkey. Like there's a lot of places in the planet where uh, inflation is incredibly worse right now on countries that really can't necessarily afford it. The United States economy is actually pretty strong. And that's part of the problem. Like I know some of the numbers don't reflect it. I understand with inflation, the prices are up, but the dollar is very strong. Our economy is in a good place. Unemployment is low. It's too low. And what the Fed is trying to do right now, and this is insane, but they are trying to decrease wages and they're trying to drive up unemployment. The other part of the reason that they're raising the, the rates, again, is that lower level of the people, the bottom of the middle class and, and the poor, you're killing us because you have money and you're spending it. And that's not good for the economy, which is an insane thing to think about. And as this recession ends up, it's going to be poor people that are going to get hit the hardest and be hurt the most by it. They always well, do. We, of course they do. And gas and oil companies are making ridiculous profits. ExxonMobil made $66 million in profit in the third quarter. $66 billion profit in the third quarter alone. If these guys wanted to cut us some slack going into the winter, they could. They don't want to. So that's ultimately who's to blame here. Okay, you done? Yeah. Okay, I agree with you somewhat. <laughs> I'll take <All> right. that. <laughs> I'll take it. Now, is Joe Biden completely responsible for the gas prices? Absolutely not. There, there's a world uh, uh, crisis really going on right now, right? So, I mean, that's I'm not talking about the vid. I'm and I don't talking. mean to listen. I don't mean right. to defend Joe Biden. If if this was Joe Biden's fault, I would say it's all Joe Biden's fault. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm I'm not trying to protect the guy, but it's kind of out of I his will hands. say this. When Joe Biden took office, he did place regulation. He did put regulations in place that made it extremely more expensive for oil refineries to refine crude oil into gasoline. That jacked the price up. That's on Joe Biden. Now, did it jack it up to $3, the $2? No. No. Right? Probably 30, 40 cents, according to the CEO of Shell. Right? Uh, so that's that's on Joe Biden. Right now, there are others probably. Do I know them right now? No, but I will. I'm going to dig them up. Trust me, just so I can spin a Mac and Joe. But uh, do you know that there were only three places that were banned from from drilling? There was only three permits denied from the White House because of environmental issues. Only three. Oh, hold on, man. let me let me continue here because you know I've been listening and, but, but, and but, looking but, up a lot but, of the talk. You know, and listen of... because you and I were talking about this earlier. You're you listen. You're right in 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 a lot of sense. But as I said too, you know, look, this is a Wall Street issue. Yes, and because the cost is more expensive, 
because of Joe Biden. You could certainly pin that on him. That's fair to do. Wall Street doesn't want to invest in drilling there because it's go. not the right time. Right. So I, you could blame him for that 100% because he put them in that position. Now, so again, we've talked about in the past the supply and demand issue. It costs more for, let's just say for Exxon. I, I'm just going to use them for an example. It costs more for Exxon to refine more gas. So they're not going to because they're, it's already costing them more to refine X number of supply, right? So they're going to make that money up by only making a certain number of supply to jack right. their prices up. Yes. So, again, kind of falls back on some of it falls back on Joe Biden's policies. I agree. But so those signs billion dollars in profit, there is a little wiggle room if you're ExxonMobil. That's all I'm saying. There are. But you know what? I mean, free market, you know, it's free market capitalism in its finest, right? And if anybody, if I, I dare anybody to stand up to me and say, no, I don't want to make $64 million in profit. Oh, absolutely. Listen, there's a reason it's easy to point at somebody and be like, you're the bad guy. But it's hard to point at yourself and say, yeah, I'd do the same thing. Of course. I'm not saying I wouldn't. I, I readily admit, again, you're in a position where you have to ask the oil companies if they'll make less money to lower the price before an election. They're going to say, no. <laughs> I mean, if they liked you a lot, maybe they would, but you haven't done anything for them. If you made it cheap for the, them to refine, made it cheap for, for them to operate in a sense, right? They could make the prices lower and still make the same amount of money. It's fair it's argument. A win-win. It's a fair argument. I, I, I don't disagree with you at all there. Yeah. What? Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. Again, they could Judy, also Judy just, mark this calendar down. They could also Thanks. just be happy making fifty-six billion dollars. Uh, but they again, could be just as happy making twenty billion dollars. You're a hundred percent right there. Right. Listen, he, and 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 so Joe Biden has threatened a windfall tax yeah, on windfall the record tax, high profits. And well, so here's the here's the only problem he runs into. How would you get that done? You would need Congress to get behind you to make that happen. And he's about five days away from not having that power anymore. He, he and so it's a very idle threat. He cannot executive order that. Okay. He, he would need congressional approval to do that. And it's obviously, I mean, he would literally have to get that done in the next five days. And that there's a 0% chance of that. Yeah. So it was a stupid thing to say. It upset the oil and gas companies a great deal. When you're trying to say, look, you guys are being greedy and you say it publicly and then threaten to take it away from them, they're not going to do what you want, Jimmy, right? They're not. They're going to do the opposite now because now you're being a dick. <laughs> Joe, you and I have said this, man, to each other. Like, we come on this show every week and we talk about these things and we have great ideas. We have great points. And we have very intelligent points, like very logical points. But I don't think they're points that are that hard to come up with. Right. But why is it so hard for these people to? Like, I can't think, look, at I have a very, very, I don't think I'm the smartest guy in the world. That's for sure. I don't think I'm the smartest guy in my house and I'm the oldest person in my house. So. Why am I smarter than these friggin' idiots? Why am I like, uh, 
you know, come it's, up with this. So here, I got a couple thoughts on that. I will bounce these off you. I think number one, I think there's there's something to just the idea of like do whatever we want, we'll do whatever we want, and America will just acquiesce to it. Then they don't really have a choice, right? I think that that's number one. Number two, I think sometimes some of these guys think people will go along with this. This makes a lot of sense, even though it doesn't to rational people. Because again, listen, they're not normal rational people. True. Right. So yeah. I think when you take the everyday man out of a out of a politician, man or woman, I think, you know, again, they're not thinking logically. They're not thinking. Listen, again, I don't blame the CEO of ExxonMobil for making sixty six billion dollars. And I, I I think he would have a hard time convincing his board of directors and his shareholders that they should all take less. OK, if again, if Joe Biden was kind to the uh, oil and gas industry, maybe they cut it. Maybe they'd be like, you know what, Joe? We'll, let's let's see what we can. We'll ramp up production a little bit here. We'll level these prices out, and we'll make it a fair fight for you. And they won't be able to pin this on you. He doesn't have that kind of relationship. He's he doesn't have that kind of relationship. Him. He doesn't have right. He doesn't have that kind of relationship with anybody. Again, his approach to uh, trying to convince regular Republicans that there's extremists. They all walked away. He just called us all racist. And it's like, oh, God, no. He couldn't even simply say, look, there's a small group within your group that's messed up. <laughs> he couldn't even get that point across. And now every Republican I know is like, oh, he thinks we're all racist. And it's like, oh, my God, dude, this guy can't say or do anything right. Nothing. He doesn't know how to deal with people. If Donald Trump, and again, dude, this is what pisses me off about Donald Trump was because if he had a, a a streak of decency in him, he could have been a very good president. He's the kind of guy who can get people to go along with him. And if Obviously. he used this power for good and not for bad, I think he really could have been a great president. I think he really could have accomplished some things. He's Again, he's a super charming guy when he wants to be. He, he totally, to be. totally could have done that in this country, and he didn't. Joe Biden kind of won on the idea that he would, you know, hey, listen, folks, back in my day and all that crap. Oh, uh, you know, Uncle Joe, like it seemed like, all right, this guy and he's an idiot and he's you extremely think the power went to Trump's head. Maybe just a little, <laughs> you know, listen, he his his big, you know, the guy, you know, as well as anybody being being, you know, from New York and stuff. But he. He's got an ego. And he surrounds himself with too many people that don't kind of like, dude, you're fine. You don't have to like he Donald Trump is always trying to overcompensate for God knows what. You know, I'm not even saying his dick is small. I, I don't know that. But he's always over. And it's like, dude, you're just you're he's a very colorful personality and you can be one and you can be a little bit weird. You look at Joe Biden, right? I mean, he's, he's smelling Pete. That's weird stuff. <laughs> and, and, and the people on the left, they like, ah, Joe Biden, a little weird. Donald Trump could be, you know, self-obsessed, but it's like, dude, if he dialed it back a little bit and wasn't such a dick all the time, I think things would have gone much smoother for him. And so I find it interesting. Number one, like I told you right off the bat, uh, Saki and now this nutcase, they're very aggressive with the media. They're not very forthcoming with the media. They're doing exactly what Trump was doing. 
and he is being as divisive as Donald Trump is, most liberals don't recognize that at all right now. And the, the irony is rich. I am a completely lost for words with how much we actually this the show isn't going to be interesting if we keep agreeing with each other here, Joe. <laughs> all right. So you know well, what I'm listen, gonna do? All you could do is call a spade a spade, Jimmy. I mean, it, it, I, it, I we have it, eyes, man. we can see it. And again, that's gonna be my greater point tonight with the Republicans. The Republicans lie and spin and say ridiculous things, and they don't have to at all. I don't understand it. If I watch one more clip of Joe Biden getting lost in the weeds. Or, or responding to a question with just like grass, word, right. you flee. And by the way, if they do, that means not a joke, everybody. That's why we were defeated in, in 2018 when they tried to do it. We went to 54 states. How, how, how many states did he just Oh, the, the, the 54 states. Forgot about those 54 states. So hold on. It, it seems to me like we have to go to what uh, Joe Biden's gaffe count somewhere between seven hundred billion and a trillion three hundred million billion. Some <laughs> oh my God, yeah, hilarious. I love that so much. Oh, my oh. God. I can't stop. Hey, real quick. All right. Real quick, because I only got about five minutes left. Five days away, man. We got five days. All right, and then it's election day, and wow. Seriously, this is probably one of the more dramatic, I'll say. Like, I'm, I'm sick and tired of people saying it's the most important, right? It's not the most – I'm never going to say it's the most important. But it's probably the most dramatic. I'll give it that, right? Did you, real quick, did you see the poll that came out today from Quinnipiac? They measured enthusiasm. No, I they measured, yeah. So they, yeah, Republicans are slightly more um, enthusiastic about voting. That and there was historically incorrect, but Jim, there was three categories. There was extremely enthusiastic, not enthusiastic at all, or as enthusiastic as ever. And if you took the extremely enthusiastic and the as enthusiastic as ever, uh, both sides were like in the in the low (laughs) nineties. Probably the stupid. Like, first of all, what is the measurement of enthusiastic? Right. I've never measured anything like that. If the question is, am I going to go vote? Yes. Am I enthusiastic about it? No. I'm enthusiastic. It'll get bigger. That's my only measuring. (laughs) Jim, it's like I'll go give blood. Am I enthusiastic about it? No. You know, the peanut butter sandwich isn't that great, to be honest. Uh, Dude, I. uh... I, I, dude, I well, I can't stop. I can't agree. Come up with something I can disagree with you on. Trans transgenderism is yeah. uh, in the news. Listen, again. I think transgender people should use whatever bathroom they want. Oh my I god, I should say penises and vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> How many episodes ago was that conversation? Yeah, yeah, not not all that not all that long ago, to be honest. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, yeah, that's um, true. Look, the the reason why we agree so much on what's going on is because, like, again, I think it's it's getting obvious. Look, the Democrats pinned all their hopes on this election on abortion. abortion. And really, until September, 
they were that was working it was really working and of course in their back pocket was going to be they're going to gut social security and medicare if, if it got tight down the wire and unfortunately they peaked about a month early the polls have swung in an unbelievably red direction right now Yep. And now they're trying to pull out all the stops. The threat to democracy thing didn't go over well. Again, everybody walked away with 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 you know the impression Joe Biden thinks if you're a Republican, you're a racist and a threat to democracy. So that that didn't go well. So much um, for the great unifier. You and I earlier today uh, really deep dive to figure out whether this threat of Social Security and Medicare being cut is true. The Republicans haven't made a cut to Social Security since 1983, and the last time they messed with Medicare was 2003, and what they actually did was added stuff to it. Thank you. So it's it's highly unlikely that grandma's going to be cut out in the cold if the Republicans yeah, it's, take it's over. True. The Washington Post, right? The left-leaning yeah. Washington Post gave him four Pinocchios, and yet he still goes out and touts it. Disinformation. Well, again, so when he says the economy is strong as hell, like I said, look, he's not talking about your grocery bill. He's not talking about the daily cost of living. He's talking about the economy in a greater in a greater concept. The broad one, arching sense. One yes. that yields high inflation. And it's like, dude, that's a bad. I mean, it's it's a strong economy, but not a good one because of, <laughs> of the high inflation. Right. Again, it's a supply and demand market. We have low demand. I mean, we have high demand and low supply. Here's you the have bigger poor point, people Joe. who You have poor people who still aren't quite poor enough right now, and that is – and I hate to say it. That's what's killing everything. Here, here's the bigger here, – here's the other point, Joe, that you can say it all you want, but when people are struggling, yes. when people are struggling, it doesn't matter what you say. And then when you say that the economy is strong as hell, now you just look at God, you're out of touch, you're – unempathetic right yes. and that was one of yes. the big things with trump was in that he has no empathy he's a freaking right. psychopath well guess what neither does joe biden apparently I, i'm sure when joe biden said the economy is strong as hell there were economists and stockbrokers that were like oh yeah he's right um but if you're talking to moms and pops and and regular people it's like what is this lunatic talking about the the dollar is extremely strong because the rest of the world is even more screwed than we right. are, right? Well, like that, that's the biggest factor is that we're, we're getting crushed by inflation less. It's double and triple in other places. And so the dollar has maximum. So again, if you're looking at some of those key parameters, you're, you could make the case it's a strong economy. But again, when people are looking at their bills and people are looking at, at, at what's coming this winter, it, it, it's, it comes across as, as you said, being, uh, very um, not empathetic, and it, it it comes across as again just really insincere. It's the kind of lie tr Trump would tell. Well, look at the GDP; it went two point six instead of two point three. We're growing faster than than ever before, and it's like hmm, doesn't Greater feel like that though, before. right? It doesn't feel like that. Let 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 look in the ice cream cone. I hate with I hate you know, when you know, these guys I try to be normal people. <laughs> I know, right? You know, I'm telling you, I had a I had a buddy call my radio show the other day and because he just filled up his oil tank and I wanted him to tell me how much he sent out a picture over Facebook, right? He just flabbergasted. 
That's a good word I haven't used in forever. <laughs> Flabbergasted at how much he had to pay for it. So I said, dude, because we were talking about it on the show. So I'm like, call, I texted him, call in this number, boom, 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 tell me how much you paid for it. We're going to ask you how much you paid. He paid $1,670. Wow. $1,670. And I said, did you fill it up? He's like, yeah, man, I filled it up, right? He's like, I filled it up. on, But he's struggling now. He's like, I got to, you know, I'm going to be hurting for the next two months trying to make that back up. You know, and I'm like, you can't tell people it's a strong economy or that guy, my buddy, does not care about people in Europe, does not care about other high inflation countries because. Of course not. They're not paying their, his oil bill either. Right. So, I mean, so for the point is for Joe Biden to say that it was just that I think. I think that turned a lot of independent and non-affiliated off. As soon as well, he said yeah, that, they, they were like, jumped. They jumped. That uh, was a huge turning point. I think. Unaffiliated women a month ago were plus 14. There we Democrats. go. Now they're plus 18 for Republicans. And the women in the article that I read all stated that, listen, I'm pro, I'm pro-choice. It's very important to me. But. If all things were equal right now and the economy was fine, I would be happy to go that route. Gonna put food on my table. And I don't right. think you guys, I don't think you guys are getting it done. And the Democrats have failed to A point out that the Republicans don't have a plan to fight inflation. Uh, if they did, they would have told us what it is and easily could have won this election. They so they don't really have one. The Democrats tried some stuff, nothing has worked, and so. I don't know. What nobody do do? wants to really nobody wants to talk about the economy. And so, again, it comes down to the Republicans like, well, uh, they're going to gut Social Security and Medicare. And again, all the Democrats have to do is be like, you want you want more of this? You want more of this plan? It's not working. Right. How much money did they spend on the in in, in uh, the uh, uh, Inflation Reduction Act? How much money went into that for that thing to go from nine point four to eight point three? to 8.2 over three months like terrible terrible oh. like you you know if you could have have that you could have got that from nine to four and a half you'd be like oh these guys are on to something here yeah, let's get right. a call yeah, maybe maybe they maybe could two turn more this years you know again uh it 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 ticked up in the past month it went from yeah, eight yeah. two to eight three and so again it's like i don't think your plan's working Nothing seems to be working. Nothing about your plan seems to really be having a drastic effect. But again, if the Republicans had something that they come out with and say, they win this walk away. Oh, it would be it would be a cinch if they could roll out like this is what we're going to do and it's going to fix inflation. This thing would be over right now. You wouldn't even have to wait till the eighth. It, it would even be Dr. over Oz? today. You know, as much as I hate to say, dude, not only is Doctor Oz up, but so Herschel is Herschel Walker. Walker. Where's Kerry Lake sitting right now? I haven't checked that out. Uh, Kerry Lake, it's. It, I think that one's a toss-up. I think that one's coming right down to the wire. And again, if you're following trends, <laughs> Kerry Lake was up. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Dubs was up, and yeah. uh, Dubs was up, and and now and now again, uh, it was a toss-up last I saw. Maybe she was even up a point. But as the trends are going more red, it's, I, I got a bad feeling about that. We're even seeing that in Connecticut, right? Where um, 
you know, Lior Levy and and uh, Bob Stefanowski are closing the gap here as we come down to the wire, and they were both getting crushed in this 14, thing. 14, 11, 14 points. Right? Uh, the, the, in our 5th Congressional District, uh, Johanna Hayes, Losing. who's the incumbent, yeah, is, although this is hilarious, right? When the Quinnipiac's poll came out, Stefanowski's down a dozen, Levy's down 17, and the Republicans were like, these polls are bullshit. Oh, yeah. The same <laughs> poll came out showing George in the in the lead, and they were like, "This thing's the gold standard. This is it. Like <laughs> this thing is dead. Balls on accurate now. All of a sudden, the Quinnipiac poll is the thing they stand. I just that makes me laugh. But again, it just goes to show, right? Our confirmation bias. The Republicans look at the polls and they're like, "There's no way Lamont's up that much." Well, he beat your guy pretty good last. The same guy. He's beating the same guy he beat four years ago. He beat him by and four I, percentage points last time. Yeah. And you know what is but when the race started, wasn't, you know, it wasn't 12. It was 12 at, at the beginning. Yes. At the beginning. At the beginning. Yep. And Just like this eight. one. And he closed it to he closed four. it in the polls to four and he lost by three. And I'm telling you right now, I said this like three months ago. I think Lamont beats him by three again. I think all the same people are going to vote exactly the way they did four years ago, and it's going to be the exact same re- result. I'll bet you it'll almost be down to the exact numbers as last time. Let's make a wager. Can I make a wager? Yes. Okay. Which can't be, it can't be Bob and, and Ned, though, because that's – no, that's, it's not going to be Connecticut. Let's take Arizona, New York, and Philadelphia – or in Pennsylvania. Okay. All right? Are you going with Holcomb in New York or Zeldin? I I think Holcomb's going to pull it off. I I think I still think New York is liberal enough that I think I think she pulls out like a one pointer. I think you even might even get a recount there. She's bringing in Clinton. I think her bringing in Clinton is going to be a bad move. I really do. I think it's going to uh, hurt her. They they still love Hillary Clinton in New York. That's that's they're, probably everybody. That, I don't care what they hate her in are. Arkansas. <laughs> everybody's getting tired of the rhetoric, right? We've talked about this. Well, everybody. sure. Look, it's it's important and to that's go in all there. She spits. She's yeah, out there saying, "Yeah, Trump was illegitimate." She's out there now saying, right now saying, if they win, it's because they cheated. Yet, we're the election deniers. Like, I'm not I, denying I an election. That's just saying it's rigged. By the way, did you see what happened in Arizona the other day? They were running some some test stuff, and it accidentally went out over the air, and it looked like they had the results of the government nah, that no. they posted. And people were like, ah, I knew it was rigged. Yeah, it's rigged. <laughs> Those are the numbers that rolled out, and we knew it. Hey, yeah. Joe, I appreciate you letting me go over my time, but uh, I do want to get to your segment. So uh, everybody stay tuned for the flip side with Joe Aguirre. Apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. 
Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of homeownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.any-mac.com. Email him at csawyer at any-mac.com or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Any Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Any Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. So the Republicans have a credibility issue. They are the party of a lying con man and are 100% of the people who deny the 2020 elections. Although, to be fair, I'm sure there are at least 81 million people suffering from some form of regret. <laughs> and I want to thank all of you here for in- including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was going to be here to help make this a reality. And thanks to Senator Stabenow, Representative DeLauro for their leadership and here today, uh, we have advocates and activists, uh, Jose Andreas, you heard of him, haven't you? La- 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 last time we hung out on the Ukrainian border in Poland. Jackie's dead. Okay. You sent your condolences to Jackie a month before that, you knucklehead. That said... The Democrats didn't cause inflation, but it did occur on their watch. So in essence, it is their problem, and they haven't dealt with it very well. The Republicans can't capitalize there because they don't have a plan either. But why lie and say Joe Biden's policies are a failure when it's global inflation? Oil companies are making record profits, and the U.S. dollar is as strong as ever. We didn't stop oil production. We import the same amount of oil as we did under Trump. We were never energy independent. So why say something that is provably false when all you have to do is point to the price at the pump? He did that. (laughs) Those stickers do crack me up. Look, the the Mexican border isn't open. 1.8 million arrests are all the evidence you need to see that's a silly concept. Is there a crisis at the border? Too many immigrants legally declaring asylum? Is that getting to be overwhelming? Yes. So just say that. By the way, 86% of arrests for fentanyl are by American citizens. These migrants aren't bringing it in, and it's a little racist to say that. If you want to talk about an open border, look north. The guy that attacked Paul Pelosi was a Canadian national who crossed the Canadian border just by saying he was coming to visit a friend. 60 days, no visa required. The Republicans don't need to lie about crime either. It's down. That's a good thing. Violent crime and rape is up, and it's fueled by a mental health crisis that's out of control on the Democrats' watch. You have evidence on your side for once. And maybe, just maybe, that's why you're having a hard time utilizing it. 
because it's been a very long time since your party was associated with honesty. Good old Abe. 1860, in case you're scoring at home. It's been a long time since anybody called a Republican honest anything. You don't have to be dishonest in this election. You already have the, the fact that people people think you're extremist because you're election deniers, because you don't believe in COVID. You feed into the narrative that you that you don't that you don't value education. Don't play into that. You don't need to. All the evidence literally again, point to the pump. He did that. And that's all people need to know. First off, well done. Like Thank as you. always. And I always love and enjoy listening to your crap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny that we both picked uh, uh, election deniers as a topic. Right? I chose to go the Democrats doing it since 2000, right? With George W. saying that illegitimate when Florida gave it to him and stole it from Al Gore, blah, blah, blah. But they've been doing it ever since 2000, mm-hmm. right? And pretty consistently. I have a 12-minute video that I will spare everybody viewing now. The uh, But you can go out and look at it. Just type in 12 minutes of Democrats denying elections. It's easy. Can I, can I counter you with a 15-second video? Because the difference between what the Democrats do and what the Republicans did is this. <laughs> similar in denying the election but storming the capital again it just kind of and this is why we talk about it being a danger to democracy do i think that's going to happen again jim no no i don't think that's ever going to happen again and i think if anything even remotely close to that happens again i think it's going to be like kent state university and there's going to be a lot of dead kids yeah i a lot of beanbag kids in the face yeah yeah yeah, I don't think bags. I'm not I'm not. Listen, is there going to be some political violence? I'm sure there is, which is, is unfortunate. Be, of course, of course. Again, we're so used to it in this country. It's hard for me to even put my like pretend shock face on. <laughs> Do I think it's going to be anything widespread and extreme? No, it's going to be like voter fraud. It's going to be very few instances here and there. Not enough to change the course of the election. And it's okay. not going to ruin America. Right. Like the way I did that. Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tie this into a little uh, local flavor going on here between our uh, candidates for attorney general. Right. And God, what was her name? I can't remember her name. I know it's uh, Dominic Rapini against oh, Stephanie Thomas. Stephanie Thomas, when she says, not Attorney General, excuse me. Secretary of State. Secretary of State. You know who the Attorney General candidate is. I I, I know you know her. I do, actually. Uh, Not for any reason other than she was just on my show this morning. (laughs) Again. And beautiful, by the way. She's not a bad-looking girl. She's easy on the eyes. Yeah. Not that that matters. Not that that matters. Not that that matters. Stephanie Thomas said during a debate that some voter fraud is to be expected. Yeah. And there's no an system's perfect. And mm-hmm. there's an acceptable level of voter fraud. Mm-hmm. That was probably her downfall in this 
election. I don't think she's going to win now. I, I, I thought she might, she might have prior, but the fact that, and now Rapini is really doing a good job using it against her. Yeah. That, that ad is beyond idiotic to me, and 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 that play on that is is an a, an act of desperation on because Dominic Rapini is an election denier. Uh, he calls himself an election skeptic, but I mean we're we're just what like weighing his degree of doubt like that's a nonsensical thing to say. Like a semantical thinks, thing. Yeah. He thinks voter fraud is rampant in Connecticut, although to his credit. When pressed at that debate the other night, he admitted that that's not. The sad thing about that is he is he has literally planned his entire campaign around the idea that there's massive voter fraud. He wouldn't come on my show despite me asking him repeatedly, despite me asking friends of his who directly were in contact with him. He was afraid to come on and talk to me. And he should be afraid to come on and talk to me because I would have destroyed that guy. <laughs> I think that guy's a moron uh, with a capital M. Okay. Also, you I don't. Cannot. I don't think that guy knows what the job of Secretary of State is. If he thinks his whole focus is about elections, then he hasn't done any homework on the actual job, and that scares me as well. I'm sure that he knows more than that. I really do. I'm sure that that's what he picked, like the abortion topic. Sure. The I, I right? asked him to his... come on. I asked him to come on and prove that he even knew what the job entailed. And well, maybe that's why he didn't come on. Do dude. But anyways. Well, you know what? I'll tell you right now. To be fair, I spoke to a sitting U.S. congresswoman on Monday, Johanna Hayes. Johanna Hayes. The he first question I asked Johanna Hayes, this is how I led. I said, Congresswoman Hayes, I hate to ask you this, but there are people in my audience who believe that you hate America. Is it true you hate America? <laughs> I made her answer that question. My second question was, a lot of my audience also thinks you're a member of the squad. I looked up your voting record, and you and AOC are, are as, as far off as you could think two Democrats would be, including seven major policy issues. I said, Congresswoman Hayes, are you a member of the squad? And she said, no. And I think people think that because I'm a woman of color. And I said, that's where I was going with this. She is not a member of the squad. She has nothing. And by the way, uh, the latest thing that George Logan has tried to saddle her with is this idea that she doesn't support the police. Her husband's been a police officer in Waterbury, Connecticut for 27 years. So the idea that she doesn't support the police, again, this is why the Republicans aren't winning by a lot. Their inability to tell the truth about things like objectionable. Really? You, you're going to say a woman married to a cop for 27 years isn't pro-cop? That is idiotic. Like, to the highest possible degree, one could be an idiot. That's where that statement stands. That doesn't make any sense. I, you know, you point a lot of this ire towards the Republican Party, man. You're, I pay more attention to what they say because I am a Republican. Dude, don't on. forget. When I'm, I, not when I go, I'm not when saying that. I'm not saying you should. Jimmy, when I go on Facebook, do you know what I see? I see ads for Republican candidates. I see clips for Tucker Carlson and the Ben Shapiro show because under my on, on my profile on Facebook, it shows I'm registered as a Republican. And so they think I want to watch that garbage and they want to be exposed to it. So I see it every day. 
And I again think to myself, like I said tonight, you finally have all the facts on your side. You don't even have to be dishonest at all. And I don't think the Republicans can afford to be dishonest right now. To continue to spin and make all these things sound even worse. It's like, dude, it's already so bad. Just don't even say anything so that you don't have to lie. Just point. Read headlines. Just point. (laughs) Yep. There's, again, dude, there's no reason for them to spin anything because anything they spin, Jim, the Democrats are like, no, look at the Republicans. That's a lie. That's baloney. Uh, here's another stupid one, right? Ned Lamont is running an ad in Connecticut that we have the lowest utilities in the Northeast. Mm. False. A hundred percent false. Bob Stefanowski ran an ad saying that we have the highest utilities in the country. We are six for energy and 12 for fuel. Not good. Not good, but not the worst. Why say the worst? Just say we're in the, the bottom 15, the bottom 12, the bot whatever. Why lie about it? People look it up and they're like, wow, what a liar. And it's like, but I mean, it's bad. It's still really bad. These are really bad numbers. And so, again, if, if, you're, if you're calling it like you see it and you're being honest about it, it's just as bad without the spin. That's how bad the Democrats are blowing it. You don't even have to lie at all. I agree with that 100%. What an amazing place to be And if you're the Republicans and it's like, man, I don't know. Should we just be honest here or, like, keep lying? Like, yeah, keep lying. Don't do that. And stop saying that you that you, that you you won't accept the results of elections. That freaks people out because, again, it makes a lot of people think about January 6th. And we're trying to get the people, only one saying trying that, to get Joe. people to forget that. Right. No, in so this particular your... election cycle, dude, Terry Lake already said if she loses, she won't accept the results of the election. Again, so for someone who's... No, I haven't heard a single Democrat say this in this election cycle. Okay. If you're talking about what Kamala Harris said two or four, like, that's nope. fine. That's fine. Show me somebody this week or this month that said it because there's plenty of Republicans saying that stuff right now. And they don't need to because they're going to win. <laughs> I, I agree with that, too. They shouldn't be saying half the shit that they're saying. Their messaging is... <sighs> It's been both on both sides of the aisle this year. The messaging has been just god awful. It is the absolute worst I've ever seen ever. Yes, and I'm 45, so I, I mean I've seen a couple I'm a little bit older at 47, and this is as bad as it gets. This is yeah. the these last two weeks, especially. Um, I've I've been extremely disappointed. Really, I mean, especially need, with the Democrats. You need a fucking you need a scuba tank and some goggles to wade through all the bullshit in this. Yeah, show. it's I mean, bad. Both sides, man. Everyone I is mean, laying it on super thick right now. Yeah. So I again, I can't wait for another five days. <laughs> I'm super excited about the election. Uh, you, you know enthused? we're not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I am enthused that much. Uh, I am I am slightly more enthused than normal. <laughs> Where does that put me on the scale? <laughs> I just can't wait for it to be over, brother. You know what day I'm really looking forward to? November 9th. Yeah. And I've got news for everybody. It's going to be the same thing as November 8th. Same thing as November 7th And the same thing as November 10th It's going to be business as usual And while we're all freaking out About what's going on Nothing drastic Is going to change 
So you everybody... know what's going to change, man? You know what the dramatic change is going to be? No more campaign ads. Oh, that's going to be great. I got to tell you, <sighs> I, I think they should make a law that you can't mention your opponent in your ads. The old mudslinging law. Just talk about yourself. I, I kid you not, and I, I, you know, I talked about Stefanowski Tuesday. He stole some of my lines in the debate. Like, I'm not even kidding. I said to him, like, hey, that rainy day fund, it's raining today. And he opened with that. And I was like, uh-oh, my man's listening and he's learning. Um, Look, we, this, you know, I, I th- he said to me, right, something to the effect of, uh, like, we can't survive another four years of the Democrats. And I was like, dude, they've been running this place for 40 years. Like, I know you want to win. I get it. We're going to be fine. <laughs> like the, the state's not going to like fall off into the ocean if, if, <laughs> if he wins again. Okay. And just like for any, any liberal in Connecticut who's freaking out, this guy might win. He's not going to take us back to the 1850s. It's not going to happen. It's going to be just like when the other guy was in there. It's going to be an out-of-touch multimillionaire who's going to run it like a business, and it's going to hurt for everybody no matter who's in there. So don't freak out. Don't lose your mind because I promise you if the Democrats win, November 9th will not be the institution of of a socialist form of government. It's not going to happen. Okay? The Republicans went big on the 8th. We're not going to wake up, and now it's November 9th, 1850. It's not, none of that's going to happen. Okay. You still have your that, abortion rights. That is rhetoric, and, and it's meant to rile you up, and it's meant for you to hate other people. And then when you do something stupid, your politician is like, ah, I condemn that. I don't know why people are doing that. Well, we're doing that because you're making us do that. Cut the crap. I also told Bob Stefanowski – that that campaign ad with him and the wife and the two daughters mm. is it's I said it's corny. It's real corny, Bob. It's my favorite ad. Makes my favorite ad. It makes you seem like a normal dude. Makes and you can see I I'll, I'm gonna be honest, man. I don't know how good his, his daughters and his wife are as, as actors. Those kids look like they love that guy. You saw like genuine looks on those people's faces. And I had a really nice chat with him and he he called into my show because he didn't like what he was hearing. And we ended up having a I really nice that, chat, yeah. really nice conversation. And I'll tell you right now, I wasn't going to vote for him before Tuesday. Not even, not even a thought in my head. And he's got me at least, I'm still bouncing it around. He said a lot of good things for my tax bracket that honestly, he, you know, uh, yeah. he's for you know, he's again. Uh, I I also asked him, and he's been asked this a million times. A million he's tired times. Of asking, but I made him. I said, I need you to say this to me. We did the same thing. You're gonna protect the woman's right to choose. Yes, the law's not gonna change in Connecticut. I've said this a million times. And I said, I know. I I I've heard you say it. Wanted to hear it for myself. I believe him. I really believe him. I really do. Um, what could he do? Let's be honest. What could he do? So I'm going to tell you this right As now, just so you know, I'm not going to vote for Ned Lamont. Ooh, okay, Mr. Harding, not Harding for Ned Lamont. Ho- I don't Hodling. know, Rob Hodling. I don't know if it's going to be Rob Hodling. I don't know if it's going to be Bob Stefanowski. I don't know if it's going to be Dr. Aaron Lewis, who's the Libertarian candidate, who's currently suing the state and could have a drastic effect 
on the entire election process across the country, the way this this lawsuit could potentially work out in Connecticut, people should really be paying attention to the lawsuit filed by libertarian candidate Dr. Aaron Lewis, because it could it could honestly have ramifications for third parties like nothing has ever happened before. Really? Yep. Or it's going to get tossed out. So let, <laughs> let's let's hope. Uh, dude, this guy got 10,000 signatures in the Democratic Secretary of State, who's an interim Secretary of State, Mark Kohler. Denied him. Despite this dude getting 10,000 signatures, they threw it out because he didn't do it on double-sided paper. You're kidding, right? I'm not joking. And that's who's on that line right now? Uh, that well, nobody, nobody would be on that line. Here's the other thing that I, I, I am, I find this to be offensive to democracy that the sitting governor of Connecticut is on three party lines. Yeah, there you go. That's right. right. Democrat working, uh, the uh, the working party's family and the Oz Griebel ticket, and he lied to the Oz Griebel people and said he would institute ranked choice voting, mm-hmm. and that's the reason they he got the nomination because the late Oz Griebel who is the reason Ned Lamont beat Bob Stefanowski four years ago, who tragically passed away last year, in a million years would have never endorsed Ned Lamont. And I I am beside myself that his name is on that party line because I voted for Oz Griebel in 2018 because he was the only one of these three guys who had any experience. I will say this. I think Ned Lamont did a decent enough job, especially in dealing with the pandemic. Enough so that I think a businessman like Rob Hoytling or a businessman like Bob Stefanowski could do the job effectively. They both have really solid running mates. Dr. Chip Beckett is running with Rob Hoytling. He's from Glastonbury. He's a really good guy. I've spent a lot of time with him. He's been in uh, on the town council in Glastonbury for like 20 years. He understands how to make things happen, how to get things done. Laura Devlin is running with Bob. I've spent a lot of time with Laura. She's a very smart person, a great legislator great in Connecticut. I feel like he's got, a, got good people around him. I think Ned did a good job because of Susan Bicewitz, uh, the lieutenant governor who I got a chance to talk to a few times in this election cycle. She's a brilliant woman. She's done a lot for Connecticut, uh, serving in various roles in state government. So Probably more than Ned. Listen, I'm... I'm I'm not worried about Connecticut again falling off into the ocean no matter what happens next week. Yeah, no, nobody should. I don't understand that either. Like everybody was worried. Yeah, my I remember my mother like in tears, literally crying when Trump won and she said this is the end of America. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And Jim, listen, it was rough at times, but we all survived. I, I, no matter what it's, we all survived i think survive. he was the worst president of modern times i think he's the worst president honestly since herbert hoover okay I, took us into the great depression but... now hold on all i mean to say is if we survived four years of that nonsense and you guys just survived four years of this idiot like, right, we're going to be fine. Enough with the, like, oh, the most important election to democracy. Shut up. Come on with that nonsense. Exactly. Okay? There's no Hitlers in this election. Dude, there's election I'm deniers, tired. and there's 
right? There's election deniers and, and there, there's some there's some real scummy people. There's carpet baggers. There's, you know, abortion paying ex-football players. And, and there's all sorts of, you know, ex-TV anchors. There's a lot of Looney Tunes. There's no Hitlers. No one is going to lead a genocide in this country. So, again, right, let's let's roll back the rhetoric. We're going to be fine. Again, dude, understand, the, like, the wheels of Washington, it doesn't matter who's in charge. They're all answering to the same corporate freaking sponsors. So it doesn't really matter. The same corporate interests, I, su- I should say. There you okay? Go. Sometimes the policies, when the Democrats are a little more favorable to us, when the Republicans get in a little more favorable to the business. But at the end of the day, it's the big corporations who they're all serving anyway. So who are we kidding? You might have to go to another state to get an abortion. What am I going to tell you? Go on vacation. Well, you know what? Uh, So real quick. So abortion almost, almost crushed the Republicans. And now all of a sudden they want to put affirmative action out there. Like, what do you talk about yeah. shooting yourself in the yeah. face. The Supreme Court, man, I don't know. What don't are they what, doing to the Republicans? They're like, you know what? You guys are looking pretty good. Let's find another controversial. <laughs> <You're> right? <laughs> really got to make this thing interesting. Yeah, I, I, again, you know, that that kind of stuff, man, um, those issues really are meant to keep us divided and keep our eye off off who's really running things and who's really causing the issues in this country. And I think it's super unfortunate that as we we argue about our First and Second Amendment rights and our our abortion rights that, you know, the 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 upper one percent and all the people sitting in those fancy seats in D.C., they're all raking it in at our expense they're and they love any money. They love when we get mad at each other and I'm like, I want you to lose your gun rights, Jimmy. And you're like, I want you to lose your rights to abortion. They love that. That's how stupid we are. We're fighting over. Like it should be like, dude, you keep your guns. I'll keep the abortions and uh, meet you back here for a drink at noon. You know, we got to band together in this country. It's, it's not us versus them. It's us collectively versus them. I couldn't have said it any better myself, Joe. That was, we've been saying it on the show for weeks now that we, you know, and that's why I like states' rights, man, because it gives us a little bit more control over what happens in our little piece of the pond. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but hey, Joe, um, I think our time is up. Um, I want you to know that AOC is getting heckled at her events and protested before we go. Um, I'm, I got a video of that sent to me. Somebody knows that I am not an AOC fan. And apparently... Real quick, one last thought on AOC. You and I hit this the other day. You called into my radio show, which was super awesome. I appreciate that. But I was saying of AOC, all she does is complain about how terrible America is. How about every once in a while, I'd be like, you know what? I'm proud of this country, man. You know, 1910, women couldn't vote. You know, black people really didn't have the right to vote. I mean, you could argue until like, like the 1960s, you know, uh, like fully. Um, the, the gay rights movement of the 80s and into the 90s, the, this transgender movement that we're witnessing now. We're such a progressive country. And, dude, you know what? People are always going to put their heels in when change happens. It's inevitable. 
right? The the same people that didn't want women to vote, didn't want blacks to vote eventually, like, all right, fine. It's going to be eventually the same thing with the transgender people. It's going to be the same thing with gay people, right? It, it, eventually, it's just all going to be whatever, water under the bridge. It, it's, it's just the way it is. Change is very hard, and I don't think she acknowledges how hard it is. I told you we have a, a member of the family who's who's transitioning on my wife's side of the family. And the grandparents, man, like, it's a lot. It's a lot for them to deal with. Oh, and and they are so amazing about it, you know? I'm sure they don't love it, but it's their grandkid, and they love their grandkids. And so, you know, you just you just learn to adjust. And they don't always get the name or the pronouns right, but... You know, they're 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 trying to get used to the idea and it's not easy. Change is not easy, but we have made amazing progress in this country on so many social issues. And and I love AOC. I really do. I think she's great. I think she's brilliant. I think if every now and again she could acknowledge the great work that we've made in this country or if she could acknowledge all the great police officers that we do have. And not just pick on the bad ones. I think people would feel a little bit differently about her. The fact that you think she's great is why you'll never be my best man in my imaginary life. <laughs> just letting you know right now. You might be a groomsman, Joe, but not the best man in my imaginary wedding. Okay? I like bringing up bad AOC stories because you know that I can't. Oh. I think she is just one of the most awful people on the face of the earth. Well, she'll really be do. my plus one. So. <laughs> There you go. There's your plus one. <laughs> hey, Joe, man. Hey, it was really fun tonight. I don't know why we agreed so much, but you know what? It's election. We'll try better next time. Yeah. We'll, we'll, <laughs> transgender next week. Tune in. <laughs> so, but hey, thanks a lot, Joe. I really appreciate uh, you making me laugh tonight. I really needed it. So, uh, truly. Uh, yeah. For, yeah. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to everybody for stopping in. For Joe Aguirre, I am Jimmy B saying good night and God bless.